Dear Shooter, if you're going to a hotel banquet room for your concealed carry certificate, you're nowhere near as prepared as Legal Heat would like to make you believe. Real defensive training requires shooting, and yes, it costs real money. Of course I'm happy. I'm just checking because I'm like getting the stink eye here. Go do your thing, but get good at your craft first and put your budget to things that really matter for your day you want to get good at. It. And make no mistake about it, that's training. Let's face it, if you have a size 62 waist, you are not as tactical as 5'11 might think you are. <laughs> and we've all seen it. <laughs> Welcome to the Deer Shooter Podcast. I am your host, Jason Crotto. Deer Shooter is brought to you by WyoTac, empowerment through self-reliance, and Lucid Optics, on target, under budget. Buckle up, kiddos, because I've had my feathers ruffled, and I'm going on a rant here. Um, I saw a post the other day, and it and it's it's legal heat, and they always partner with Sportsman's Warehouse, and they offer an eighty dollar concealed carry class that's supposed to cover like thirty six states. Um, and here's my question: if if you're going to a big box store or a hotel banquet room and you're getting fed death by PowerPoint and you walk out of that class with a concealed carry certificate, what's it really worth? So just for clarification on this, for my edification probably, is there? you're talking about a class that has no practical, no actual trigger time? Correct. Guys, it doesn't work that way. So they're they're saying that you could buy a gun, say at Sportsman's Warehouse, walk into this classroom, you've never fired a round, you don't even know which end's dangerous, go through this PowerPoint, and walk out licensed to conceal carry in public. Well, you still got to go get your license through the state, but this is your certificate that gets you there. This yes, is the but certificate the, that says you have proficiency. The state doesn't watch you shoot because they counted on the fact that your instruction right. did that for you. Wait, so this certificate that they're getting is their proficiency example for their license? Yes. yes. Guys, that don't make any sense at all. No. Help me out with that because, I mean, con- choosing to carry concealed, we all understand it. We all do it, at least sitting at this table. But there's a responsibility that comes with that choice right? to be proficient at doing what you do. 99.9% of the time in an altercation, you're going to be in a public area or an area crowded by people enough to where you have decisions to make and you have to understand how the world works. You need to know your limitations. It doesn't even have to be crowded. You're walking through your house at night with small children. I completely agree. What I'm talking about is there is collateral out there, and you have to make decisions on it. And proficiency levels have to be determined on your comfortable limits. So if you don't understand how the firearm works from a practical application, how is this little piece of paper your proficiency? 
Now, they do go through a lot of your legal, right? So if you get in this altercation, how the legal system is going to work... Cool, you're going to go to jail. Right. Um, we all know this. It, yeah, it doesn't matter. You're going to go until they sort stuff out. That's how it's going to work. The reality is you let one off the chain. I don't care if it's defensive or not. You're going to jail. Your life is going to change right there that instant. But we're talking about a class that's teaching you that this is your proficiency exam for your license. Do they even test? Or no. is it just death by PowerPoint? It, they don't even take an exam. No. There's no proficiency. No. I could sleep through that class and gain a certificate. All right. So before we completely talk out our butt here, um, we've seen the curriculum. We've watched how it goes. We, heaven forbid, we've been through one of these classes? I have not, but I know people that have. So you've, you've got... I do, have, I do have firsthand knowledge of, of what goes on in these classes. Okay. All right. I mean, because I'd hate to demonize somebody without at least a baseline of understanding. Well, and, and here's the question that I've, I've, I've asked directly of Legal Heat, and I have not gotten an answer. They chose not to answer you? Apparently. Okay, what was the question? My, my question was simply this. Okay, if one of your students, heaven forbid, gets into a self-defense encounter, discharges their firearm, and now their training gets called into question, are their instructors going to be able to go onto the stand and 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 say yes this person is safe and competent with a firearm they can't do it but if they okay. didn't watch them shoot they can't do it right randy's been so yeah i'm on their website now so for the state of wyoming their wyoming concealed firearm permit is a hundred percent online there are other states that must not allow that but i don't know if they're shooting or not Oh, New Mexico allows a hundred percent online. I know, I know, Wyoming doesn't, and I and I asked them that question too because I asked them if if they if they make their students shoot, and they said no because it's not required in Wyoming. It may not be required, but I'm sorry, I've I've failed students that on the range because they're not there. And and fair enough, but I think we're talking about slightly different okay, sides of it. In Nevada, they do have, Nevada requires live fire range exercise, so they are only getting away with it in the states that allow it. Right. All right, so but let's talk about those states for a second. Um, it's not necessarily uh, a live fire requirement, but I think it's a personal choice and a responsibility requirement. Um, I understand the constitutional carry mindset about as good as yes. anybody else. Um, I don't need a piece of paper. From anybody to tell me that I can exercise my Second Amendment right and protect me and mine. No. But if I'm getting a license to conceal carry, there's a responsibility that goes along with that to understand the ramifications and be able to handle that firearm appropriately. Right. And the, and, and before we get too far down this rabbit hole, let me throw out the caveat. I'm not saying that their information is not valid, not relevant. Okay, because it is they're you know they're talking about legal statutes, they're talking about methods of carry, they're talking about these things. But at the end of the day, they're they're not requiring their students to shoot. They're not they're not seeing their students on the range, which I think is a detriment to the student. I would agree with that. I think it's also irresponsible in a kind of way to certify somebody that hasn't 
gone through a practical. Agreed. And well, and 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 we've seen in the last what year NRAs going the same way. You can do an NRA course completely online. Completely online. NRA basic pistol. You can do online now. There's no handling or practical involved anymore. Not that I've seen. That's not good. That's so not good at all. State, you know, visiting these states, knowing that these people can have concealed carry without ever firing their firearm. How do you feel walking in there? I'm torn. Um, from a constitutional standpoint. And is it really legal heat's issue? They're getting away with something that the state already allows. Well, and 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 like I said, I'm not I'm not saying that the information they're putting out is invalid. Okay, so if you already have your concealed carry, you've been through a live fire training. Go take it because it's good information. They are putting out the legal information, the statutes, how things work. Especially if you're going to be traveling state to state with your firearm, these this is good things to know. But to sit there and say you are proficient and you can go get your concealed carry and you're you're ready to conceal carry i think that's what they're selling their their students short and if that's the message that's irresponsible um i understand constitutional carry nobody has the right to tell me what i can and can't do agree but if i'm seeking a license to be able to legally do this activity of concealing my firearm whether it be in my glove box or in my waistband um there's a responsibility side of it that is individual responsibility. And if the, the curriculum is robbing them of such a responsibility, I think it's irresponsible of the curriculum because they're going to ask, you got certified for this license where? Right. And there's no way. You're absolutely right. There's no way that if you're not taking a practical that the instructors can vouch for your ability to handle that firearm safely. Well, and forget about the constitutionality of it. Um, I'll never forget about the constitutionality. Well, yeah, but we're talking about proficiency here. And Mm -hmm. as an as an armed individual, civilian or otherwise, Mm -hmm. it is incumbent on you to get trained, to be proficient, to be that better member of society, be that asset rather than a liability. I wouldn't disagree with anything you just said. But to the uneducated, who's telling them that? Right. Uh, well, I've been I've been advocating for years that us as an industry, we need to fight for the, cons- the the constitutional carry. But as a responsible concealed carry holder, you need to seek out training. Well, and uh, what I'm alluding to with that statement is is if these folks are doing firearms training, or the guys thereof, right? Um, at the bare minimum. They should recommend that they seek a live fire situation and get proficient. And I can't, and I can't vouch that they're not. Interesting. Okay. But so everything I've seen, Brandy's got some research here. Hold on, dear shooter and fellow vacationers. So these states do not require you to t- be on the range. These are a hundred percent classes, a hundred percent online. You got Florida, Idaho, Iowa, Maine, Michigan, Missouri, Montana, New Mexico, Ohio, Oregon, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Texas, Utah, Washington, Wisconsin, and Wyoming are all 100% online. Now, interesting. I I wonder when that information set changed because 2001, 2002, I got my concealed carry permit in Texas. And half the day was a practical on the range, and it was mandatory. And so was mine. 
So in Texas, they required a live fire component to get your certificate to seek your license. Now, I took mine through the NRA, though, so... Interesting. Okay. So I don't know if that was the NRA thing at that point. All of those states you just listed. These are states that legal heat lists an online class. That's all Other states do have a range time, and that is state based on the state what your requirements are on the range. Interesting. I think the, the lack of a live fire exchange in the course is a mistake. Oh, I agree. And, and here's, here's my other gripe about it. Um, what, the, what these companies have done, and, it, and it's not just legal heat. There, there are several of these companies out there doing it. In fact, I've been approached by a few of them to be an instructor for them. And, and I always balked at it because there was no live fire portion. Now, they argue, well, you know, Wyoming or, or whatever state it was didn't require that. Yes, but me as an instructor, I require that. They, if I'm going to sign my name off to somebody, because that liability comes back on me eventually. Now, the state of Wyoming does not necessarily require you to have the shooting portion of no. the CCW, but they do accept hunter safety. So if you took that when you were 12, you are gold. Well, yeah, and that has a live fire component. <laughs> it does. It does. What, uh, three feet with a twenty-two. <laughs> It's not necessarily applicable what we're talking about. But they but at least know the dangerous end of the gun. Right. That's right. That's right. But but here's here's my other gripe about it is I, I, I got an email today. Somebody asking me if the intuitive defensive shooting could be taken online. Absolutely not. No. And and, and I had to tell them, because their, their whole thing was, well, they wanted to take it, but they can't afford to fly out. Well, okay, fine. Get seven or eight of your friends together and help me set up this class and I'll come to you. Well, and to be fair, if they look it up, IDS has trainers in several locations. Right. You don't have to fly to right. one certain one. Do your research. But but that's another thing like okay, so I I went things went through things a little bit backwards than most people. I got my IDS certification before my NRA. And anyone who's been through an intuitive defensive shooting instructor development course knows it is absolutely grueling and to the point of being painful. So you did that first? I did that first. And then you went and got NRA certifications for instructor? Yes. Why? The state of Wyoming requires an NRA certification to certify for concealed carry. As a minimum requirement or as a checkbox, you must have it? Basically, it's a checkbox. Because the people that are operating the concealed carry licensing don't understand the difference. Well, it's night and day. Um, Which shocks me that you did it backwards just to fill a checkbox. Um, But that's a commitment to being able to teach and certify people in your area. Right. Um, that needs to be changed, and we should address that with legislature. Agree. The thing that strikes me, the conversation we're having is a philosophical one, and your perception of right, wrong, and responsible. Now, I'm not saying you're wrong. I am saying that, that these organizations that are adhering to the simple requirements of the state, they are fulfilling the legal need. They are. Not the necessarily shooter responsible need. And I think there's a wild difference between the two. And most folks that 
are coming into it for the first time, they don't know the difference. They don't. So how do we reach those folks in advance of them going down that rabbit hole and thinking that they are prepared when they are truly not? I think we, I think we need to become advocates. At, at the end of the day, we need to, we as an industry, and this is something I've been pushing for years, um, I don't believe in a requirement that we need to be licensed by the government to carry our firearms. That was one of the rights that we were given, endowed by our creator, that was acknowledged by our government, that we don't need their permission to keep and bear arms. As responsible citizens and being assets to our community, we need to be trained. Now, that's where we need to pick up as an industry. But you're touching on some of the verbiage in the Second Amendment. I'm going to risk speaking in cursive here for a second. Ah. You're talking about the term well-regulated. Yes, exactly right. Most folks don't understand what that means. Well, that's because... Because they think regulated is regulations. Right. No, it's regulated is well-trained, well-equipped. Right? Most militias were regulated to a certain extent because they went through drill. They all had the equipment, mm-hmm. and they, that was what was considered well-regulated. Having the equipment, but having the training and knowing how to use it. It's written right there in the Second Amendment. It's a responsibility of every citizen to be well-regulated if you're going to exercise your Second Amendment right. Right. And that's, and that's where we need to pick it up as an industry. Um, and I don't, I don't think we've done a good job of that. I think the industry has been so busy um, with, you know, buy our stuff, take our class, do our thing, and you'll be better. Rather than, look, we want you to be an asset to your community. We want you to be an asset to the nation. Be trained. Be ready. Well, we get caught in a trap from an industry standpoint. We need to sell gear to stay alive, right? So with that, we get caught in the, you know, buy our stuff, you'll be better mindset. Right. Um, the country overall would be better if we were better trained. So back to this being a philosophical kind of a, a, a well-educated bias, we still have to reach the masses with the message, right? How do you do that, Brandy? Well, so are you willing to go into a situation and can you hit what you're aiming at? Or are you willing to hit your grandma in the process? That's a rhetorical question, I, mean, I assume. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it depends. Some people, whatever. But... Just have the training, because what if this does happen to you? Are you going to be able to hit your mark? It's important. It really is. Well, and what, and what are we talking about? I mean, we're not we're not we're not talking about being able to hit a quarter at a thousand yards here. No, we're talking about you know something the size of a twelve pack of of coke. But if you've never operated that gun, that gun has no residue in it whatsoever. You've never operated it. What are your chances of hitting the bad guy? I don't know what that looks like. We're talking about being able to pull it under stress and not shoot yourself. Or your children. Or your family. Manage a threat, not cause more damage than good. Right. I mean, it sounds simple. But that's what we talk about when we talk about being an asset rather than a liability. Agreed. 
Agreed. The right gear, the right training will help you immensely. But back on topic, these folks are teaching a curriculum which legally is all that's required. In those particular states. In those particular states, probably, if you look at every one of them, lean towards a constitutional carry. Mm -hmm. So with that being said, they're not requiring much of the citizenry to be able to carry. Right, wrong, or indifferent. I understand what they're well, trying from, to do. From a legal aspect, I, I agree with them. There, there shouldn't be any requirements of the citizenry because it's constitutional. Okay. As a citizen, though, and, and, that, and I think that's where we get screwed up with the Constitution because, yes, we have these rights. But with those rights come responsibility. Absolutely, every time. However, you're talking about education. I am. And we fall into that trap with our public school system. Horribly. They teach to the common denominator. Mm-hmm. They also teach to a test. Right. The legal requirement to pass. Yep. And that's good enough. And I'll get on my soapbox for a second. I'm good enough. I'm going to throw that out there. So does the NRA. Anyway. Ooh. <laughs> I'm going to get on my soapbox for a second. Good enough. The phrase, the mindset that ruined America. Mm-hmm. When you start accepting a less than ideal because that's all that's required rather than that's what should be done you're destined to have a failure we're, we're starting to see that as a critical mass failure here yes so from an education standpoint if i am a new guy to the firearms industry i say i had a scare somebody tried to break into my house i didn't quite make it i feel i need to run out and get myself a gun to protect me and my family that gun is a false sense of security without some measure of training to understand how to use it. Right. Okay. And then realize that training is not all you need. You also need practice and under pressure because <coughs> when somebody beats down your door in the middle of the night... It's a perishable skill. How's that scotch? <clears throat> it, yeah, you can't breathe it. I, I tried. See, but he it? hasn't had enough training, and that's what happens. <laughs> but now. we train at altitude. <laughs> But it's it, and it and it's no difference when we when we talk about the medical. We talk about tourniquets and, and pressure bandages and chest seals and things like that. You have to train under stress. Well, you do, and but the, the the human nature common failing is is it won't happen to me, right? Uh, funny story. I well, used to run into three or four fatal, if not horrifically bad, mangled wrecks on the road a year. Brandy. Very, very smartly one day chastised me to the point where I felt bad. Told me to put a set of gloves, or at least a box of gloves, in my truck. Well, if it's wet and icky and not yours, put the freaking gloves on. Absolutely right. I placed the said box of gloves in my console of my truck. Haven't run into an accident since. Right. I think the universe actually recognizes and guides you in the places you need to be. Agreed. Luck favors the prepared it does and it well if you if you look at okay you can look in any vehicle that the three of us own and there is a trauma kit on the headrest that's true there's also a fire on the console well behind the seat usually behind the seat and Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. extra ammo under the back seat Mm -hmm. and yeah i mean and and none of us run into problems but our listenership doesn't necessarily live in our environment, do what we do for a living, and 
again, they had that scare. They're, they're looking to go get a gun to fix their problems. And to yeah. be, and more, to, the more populated area you live in, the more training you, you, you can't hit innocent bystanders. So, you know, here in Wyoming, it's going to be maybe us three and some weirdo coming through my right. pasture because that's happened. And a goat okay. and a cow and, yeah. You're in Chicago or, well, Chicago probably can't carry, but in a big city and you're at Walmart or you're at the mall and shit goes down, look at all those people. You need to train and you need to train under pressure and then you need to go home and practice. And you know what? That's not all that bad. It's a guy's weekend out or a girl's weekend out and go practice and have some fun with it, but practice. But that's the conscious decision of being responsible about what we're talking about. If you're going to make the choice to carry or arm yourself because you've had a run-in that made you feel nervous, the training's paramount. And yes, you have to understand all the legal requirements and the realities of pulling that trigger. But that's just part of the equation. You have to understand how to use that firearm judiciously responsibly is it worth dying for because they're going to confiscate your gun and you're going to jail until a lawyer and a judge sorts it out make no mistake about it you pull that trigger you let one of those off the chain your life will forever change and you're going to jail you just killed somebody how many people can say they've done that outside the military well it's a short list but the the fact of the matter is (laughs) your life has changed and nobody even if they train for it, is prepared for that. They're not. So, conscious decision. If you're going to step into the arena of being an armed citizen, get the training. Start with someplace that's going to tell you all the legal rules and ins and outs. Hopefully, that place is going to give you a practical assessment of your abilities and a foundation to start on. And get the insurance. There's several places. USCCA offers an insurance. I'm telling you, it's the best things than sliced bread. If you get into an altercation, they assign you a lawyer. It's so much. You're not thinking about that when you're being cuffed and stuffed in the back of a car. You're not thinking about all that. That's right. Peace of mind, and it's not an expensive thing annually. Well, and and, and let me throw this out there, because this is something you only learn through people that do this for a living. Okay? So... Let's say you're you're in that apartment in a densely populated area, right? Nine millimeter wouldn't be my first choice. The reason being is we, we've seen in testing, yeah, it's slower moving. It'll go right through walls, cheat rock walls. A five five six will not because it's moving so fast. As soon as it hits that hard cheat rock, it disintegrates. Interesting. We've what about seen those it. who carry the. Uh like the shotguns for their home defense, a shotgun under the bed or whatever. I, I would I would take a shotgun with, like, number nine pellets. I have a judge on my bedside. Mm-hmm. It shoots a 410 shotgun shell. And without my glasses being disoriented, I can cover the doorway from where I sleep. Will it go through walls? No. No. Number nine birdshot will not overpenetrate. And I guarantee you it'll turn the bad guy in a different direction because that's a bad day. And that's something to think about. And that's something that you're not going to learn from an online class. Most often not. You're correct. There's a lot going on here. I mean, the decision shouldn't be done lightly. 
It shouldn't be done out of emotion. Now, too often, it is. It has to be something you're worth. It's worth going to jail for. I am protecting my child. I'm protecting my wife. I'm protecting whatever. It's worth, I'm going to go to jail for you right now to save your life. That is self-defense. That's the reality of it. You're absolutely right. You don't go out and play Rambo in the streets and try, you know, it's, <laughs> that's not it. No. No, no. What do you say? Nine to twelve feet. Most self-defense altercations happen within nine, nine to fifteen feet, and eighty-five yeah. percent happen closer than that. And we talk about abductions, and they're usually done by somebody you know, right? So self-defense applications is that the same type of statistics? I don't know. I don't have the statistics. I'd be curious to know. We might want to follow that back up with another podcast on this deal. Um, but I mean, the reality of it is, is you might be shooting somebody that you know you might not be you might be shooting in an environment where your loved ones are you might not be now I I, I do know that typically women deal with it's the assailant is typically someone they know and it, it it's better than 60 percent hmm. well I mean that statistic alone tells me you might be shooting somebody you know Right. Or well, have become friendly with. Look at school shootings. Guaranteed, they know those folks. Right. And and we're, I mean, we're dealing with that right now. Where you know we're talking with with our our local school district about this. And one of the things that I don't think anybody's ever thought of. Number one, you know, we talked about the medical with them, but we also talked about you know you're going to be shooting Johnny, who you've known since he was four years old. And in this in this area, Johnny may be Susie's son. You hang out with Susie every Friday night or whatever. It's a small community. Now, we're talking about school shootings and arming the teachers. We're at a whole different level of breach of trust and familiarization that it doesn't even factor into the, the basics of what we started out talking about. Um, I think arming the teachers is a whole separate podcast. I think it's related because it is a personal defense choice, but I think that's a whole separate podcast. We have a bad habit of meandering. We do. We do. But, I mean, back to my statement about their legal requirements are doing what's required from a business perspective. I can't fault them necessarily. No. From a responsible perspective, I've got problems with it. Well, and, and, I, and I can't fault them. And, and I would encourage... But would it hurt them, even if the state does not require the range time? I read some of them. I didn't read all of them. One of them had, it's 30 rounds. It is 30 rounds total for the range time. That is not a lot. But even if the, the state does not require it, you at least know that, can they load their pistol? Can they make it safe? Can they hit an obnoxiously large target right in front of their face? Just... There's Just a lot something. of things you learn in 30 rounds. Yes, I think it's valid. I mean, because some of these people might have went to Sportsman's and bought their gun and then went, oh, I'm going to go do this class real quick, even though I've never touched my gun. Well, and I, th- I, I, think, I think they should do both. I think they should take a class like what I'm teaching, and I think they should go to that class too because that class focuses on the statutes and the laws. My class focuses on here's what you do when somebody's trying to kill you. And while they're related, I think they're two different skill sets from the instructor base. Agreed. They are. 
So from a business perspective, I, I'm having a hard time faulting them for doing the requirement, but from a responsible side, I think the student needs to recognize that that's not enough. And I guess that's the big question. Are they telling the student that they need to seek like actual hands-on training? Without taking know. a class, I don't know. I guess maybe I need to take a class. There's one at Sportsman's and Casper. I do know that Tom Austin used to teach Legal Heat. We should call him. We should call him. Maybe we'll do that and check back in on another podcast. <laughs> but, I mean, at the end of the day, you can't be prepared enough. And I will guarantee you out of experience, when you have to let one of those off the chain, you're not prepared enough. And training's not bad. Train with, go ahead and do legal heat. Get the legal background. Get other instructors. Do more than one instructor. They all have different things that they excel at. Well, and I see, I see where it's there's a draw to it because students are looking at it and they're like, hey, $75, $85, it's four hours of my time. I get my certificate and I go get my concealed carry license. Cool. I get that because they look at my classes that are $250 and then you got to bring 500 rounds of ammo and all of your gear and you got to spend a day on the range and you actually have to work for it. And, and they're looking at it and going, well, I don't have that kind of time and I don't have that kind of money. But your class is a proficiency class. Yes. And, and that's the difference. We're not talking about legal requirement. We're talking about proficiency. Right. Something you could sign your name off later saying, yes, I saw that person handle the firearm completely appropriately when they left. Right. And, and, that, and I think that's the big difference, and that's the gripe that I have with a lot of these is because if one of my students was to call me up or, or their attorney and go, okay, your student was in a self-defense shooting and you need to appear on the stand and as their defense and, and claim their proficiency, their safety, I'm willing to do that. Well, you'd be a subject matter expert at that point, and you could be subpoenaed. Any instructor for that type of certification should consider that because that's the truth. Right. Are these guys considering that? That's, I think that's my biggest gripe. Don't know. I don't think they are because you, you, with what they're teaching, you can't. No, there's no way that they can say that. There's no way. I mean, and, and, and that's our big thing. We... You know, we we talked about this before. We we develop shooters. That's right. The I don't spend a lot of time on things that you can look up online and read and figure out for yourself. I want to teach you at your worst possible moment how to live through it. Live through it. That's a really good phrase. Because in a self-defense situation, that's what you're trying to do. That's exactly what you're trying to do. And, and you know, and, and even forget about the gun side of it, the medical side of it, we, we started getting into. Mm-hmm. All we're doing is buying minutes. Moments. Yep. Sometimes you don't have minutes. No, you don't. And but, it, yeah, absolutely right. Live through it. I like that. I'll deal with the aftermath if I'm alive. Well, it'll be yours to deal with. That's you know, the point. And 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 I've 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 made that statement before. You know, you know we talk about we've talked about this in like you know massive survival situations. I can rebuild. I haven't figured out how to respawn yet. 
Oh, come yeah, that, on. That it's video the A game, button. Yeah. It's the A button, right? <laughs> that video game methodology doesn't play. No, it, it, it doesn't work. I think when I, you know, when, when I expire, that's the end of it, right? So I want to make sure I don't. Yeah, valid. Interesting. So we've got some homework to do before we could probably wrap this conversation completely up. But um, I think in ideology, the message is clear. Get the training. Get the knowledge. And you can't have enough training or knowledge. So don't stop with just a hotel, conference room, seminar type of training. Go get some practical. Well, let, 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 let's just go around the table here. How many instructors have you trained with? Me personally? Yeah. Two, maybe 300. Okay. I have a handful. I, I know you're like 10, 12. Yeah. She just got started a couple of years ago. Right. I mean, I'm, I'm in the 50, 60 range. I've been doing this since 92. Right. So, yeah, I've been around the block once or twice. Yeah, then you started making optics. Yeah. Became an engineer, and now we can't talk to him. It's like, what else do you do when your eyesight goes bad? And I'm just saying. <laughs> right? I will stab you. I've just about got an optometrist talked into coming to a class. Good. He needs to. I actually have things I want to talk to him about. Perfect. Like and their astigmatism testing system. <laughs> no, redactive cones on you know, wavelengths. Well, okay, so com- completely off topic. I got, I got my ass chewed. We were at one of your events two years ago, and one of the 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 big media guys was on the range shooting your little mo, and with both eyes open was minute of barn. And I told him, close an eye. And all of a sudden, his group went from five feet to five inches. Mm-hmm. And he couldn't figure it out. His compound astigmatism. I, I looked at him. I said, I asked him directly, do you have astigmatism? Well, yeah. How do you know that? Well, it's kind of my job to know. He got so mad at me, stormed off to the range, went and found you mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. asked you the same question. And I explained to him. Not in layman's terms. I, I baffled him with science that he had compound astigmatism, which means one eye is not doing the same job as the other eye. And when he closed one eye, he wasn't fighting so many demons. Right. And it seemed to make sense to him, and he went back to the range and shot with you again. Now, I remember that day very clearly, very, very clearly. But training, recognizing your faults. And it, and it all comes back to that, you know. And we and we we touched on this before, you know, the the well regulated militia. Mm-hmm. It's all about training. And, and when that was written, the well regulated militia was everybody was trained to be a basic infantryman. Well, they didn't have malls and population like we do either. So it's more important to train and know what you're doing. The founding father were incredibly wise. It's not like they had, you know, fought for their life and their liberty all at once not too long ago. No. They got it, right? And we live in Wyoming. We are our own first responders. It's more sensitive to us than it is any place else in the country. Um, Most people in the city don't have a concept of what we're talking about. However, they're around more people. 
Right. But people are the dangerous animal. Make no mistake about it. Bears, yeah, they're scary and they will kill you. But people are a lot scarier and a lot more frequent encounters. And they will also kill you. So the more people you have, the more problems you have. And in Wyoming, we just don't have that many people. We don't. But we also are left our own devices and we're on our own, which makes our brains engage and critical thinking skills come back alive. And we recognize that you can't do this in a vacuum and you got to train for it. Right. you got to be prepared for it. And it, the mindset of it won't happen to me fades away because it's not an if, it's a when. It is because we see it all the time. We see it all the time. Nothing? Nothing. Wow, Brandy has nothing. <laughs> and the dead air begins. No, I just tell you right now, she's, she's thinking something, but she don't want to say it. Not yet. It's not polite enough in her own head to share. When is anything I say polite? Well, I, I, I'm a firm believer that the things that come out of your mouth, you have actually filtered and made them polite to a certain extent before you share them with the rest of us. Of course I have just check it because I'm like getting the stink eye here. Go do your thing. And with that, we're out. <laughs> oh, we're good. Is that a short one? No, we're good. Oh, that's so funny. No, I, I'm just saying that, that I, I watch Brandy's mindset a lot. I've known her for 30 plus years now. And the things that come out of her mouth, I think, surprise her half the time. But the things that don't come out of her mouth is the stuff that scares me. It surprises the rest of us more. Yeah. So you think I cotton candy it up, but it still hurts your little feelers, so... Yeah, and that's the stuff you filtered. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Like I said, the stuff you don't say scares the crap out of me. Yeah. She says it in the middle of the night, and I don't sleep. <laughs> that's where all that gray start to come from. Yeah. Well done, Brandy. Do my part, man. <laughs> So at the end of the day, I, I, I guess what what we're really saying here is don't just stop at the basics. Don't accept the status quo. Just because the program says that this is what's required doesn't necessarily just mean that's what's necessary. Right. Well, I'm going to say a lot, of the, a lot of the bad guys that are after you at that point may have more talent with the firearm than you do. So... Get some training. Well, think about that. You, and, and, and you hit on something. The bad guys, that's what they do for a living. That's their job. And and I don't think most people think about that. They think about, you know, they're, they're the desperate meth head or whatever. But that's their career. So they've done it once or twice. You should they probably go out and practice a little. Yeah. I mean, they're saying simple as don't let the bad guy get the gun from you. But you're talking about the the, the psyche. You're, now you're talking about the, the preparedness and the willingness to do harm. There is a lot of psychology involved with the idea that the, the, the guy that's going to commit the crime, he has already accepted that the sociological rules of law do not apply to him. And the civilian that's being attacked, the victim, if you will, he has already got a whole bunch of society rules saying, I can't do that, that's bad. Right. I shouldn't do that, this is another person, i got to stop. When time he clues into the fact that this is a life or death situation, often it's too late. Right. And I think, I think all of us have been through that. 
one way or another. Yes, sir. Yours was somebody that approached through your pasture. Yeah, well, he had, he was on drugs or something. I don't know. Brandy's bumped into that mindset and other people trying to take advantage or hurt her in some way or another a lot of times in her life. She's no rookie to the mindset. No. When yeah. it comes time to throw down, um, Brandy's right there in the top ten of the folks I want by my side because she will throw down on a moment's notice. I will, and I rarely pull my guns. I think twice I've pulled it on somebody. Most of the time I can scare them with my words. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're scary. I am. She's prepared. It's different. No, she's scary. Well, when she's on your side, she's prepared. Okay, yeah, fine. <laughs> Make sure she stays on our side. Keep feeding her beer. That's right. That's right. All right. So make sure that you're training with more than one instructor. Make sure that you're getting more than the bare minimum. And look, it's continuing education. It never stops. Get a because, practical. Shoot it. Well, and and just remember, like, times change, things change, threats change. You're you're never too prepared. Agreed. 